Season 2 of the Cafe Nervosa podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Taryn. We're two ladies who have a deep and abiding appreciation for the 1990s NBC sitcom Frasier. In this podcast, we're going through the show season by season, and we're talking about specific topics as we go. We will lovingly dissect the episodes and plots, share many clips featuring our favorite jokes, and gush over Roz and Lilith. In this episode, we're talking about Martin Crane. And for season two, that means looking at Martin's transition into retired life and enjoying some drinking songs on Frozen Lake Nomahegan. So recline in your duct tape covered chair and pop open a cold can of Ballantines as we talk about season two of Frasier. Before we get into the topic, here's a refresher on season two of Frasier. Recall that at this point, Fraser is settled into his life in Seattle and that his hair is still being worn in a hideous scullet. In season two, Fraser's main relationships are with Madeline Marshall, the woman he takes to Bora Bora, and Dr. Honey Snow, the self-help book author. Niles and Maris are together, but Niles suspects Maris of having an affair with a Bavarian fencing teacher. Daphne has long hair and bangs and sadly not that much other story. Martin has to get Eddie neutered, and Roz is winning at life with huge 90s hair by being a great radio producer and by having the sex life she chooses without apology. So let's kick things off and let's talk about Martin in season two. Taryn, you're up. What do you have? I want to talk about the episode Retirement is Murder, which is an episode in which Martin revisits an old case he hasn't been able to solve, and Frazier believes that he has cracked the case. Mm-hmm. This is where Frazier thinks a monkey did it? Yes, he thinks a monkey was the murderer, a highly trained <laughs> monkey. <laughs> Excellent. What do you love about it? I love that at this point in the show, we've established all of our main players, and now we get to really see each of them as competent whole characters on their own and Martin here really gets to shine as a smart person a smarten if you will I will so as we mentioned Frasier thinks a monkey committed (laughs) the murder which is not unfortunately what happened (laughs) but Frasier messing with Martin's pictures does point Martin in the right direction and it results in Martin cracking the case and the murderer does get arrested. We normally see Martin as a crotchety old sort of lowbrow guy who Frazier and Niles do not think very highly of, but here we see that he's really smart and he was really good at his job before he was forced into retirement. I have a clip here of Martin telling his sons why this case means so much to him after so many years. I gotta go make a call. Oh, Dad, this isn't about the case, is it? Yeah. Well, Dad, look, you've been working on it for 20 years. How come you're so obsessed now? Look, 
When Helen was murdered, I made a promise to her mother. I said that no matter how long it took, I'd find the killer. Well, I had a call from her last week. And she's an old lady now living in a home somewhere, and it... I don't know, she just doesn't seem to have a lot longer to go, and it just kind of lit a fire under me to get this thing solved. So, I appreciate you bringing me here, but I gotta make this call. I'll be back in a couple of minutes. Okay, Dad. I understand. So there we see how Martin is still very much involved in the lives of the people he worked to protect and serve over his life. And this episode just highlights that Martin was really great at his job, and it's I just love seeing it. Lauren, what did you want to talk about? In season two, we see Martin coming to terms with what his life looks like now that he's been forced to retire and that he's living with his son. And as much as the show is about Fraser's transition to middle age, which it, it really is, that's the whole thing of this show, mm-hmm. it does a good job of telling the story of Martin's transition too. In the episode The Unkindest Cut of All, Martin's agency is undercut when Fraser wants to get Eddie neutered. So Martin gives a speech about how his life has changed, and here's a clip. It's your house. You do what you want. I don't know what's bugging me. I guess it's not easy for a guy like me to not be in charge. You know, Dad, a lot of people confuse not being in charge with not being respected. I hope you're not making that mistake. Because you command a great deal of respect. There's not a a day in my life when I don't hold myself up to the Martin Crane yardstick. I guess a son always wants to make his father proud. Yeah, I guess. So? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're doing fine. Even if you are a big pain in the ass. I appreciate that the show gives a a nuanced and full portrayal of what that transition means for anyone who's who's going into retirement, but particularly someone who had to quit their job earlier than they wanted to. Um, It's nice to see that there is that much thoughtfulness around it. This is also a good example of a family of adults just kind of talking through their crap together, which I appreciate so much. It's something you don't often see in TV or the real world. Or life, yep. Taryn, what else do you have? I want to talk about the episode Burying a Grudge. In this episode, Martin learns that his estranged former police partner, Artie Walsh, is in the hospital, and Frazier convinces him that it's time to heal the rift between them. After they reconcile, we get to look at Martin in his element, without his sons around to police him, and we get this really lovely and genuine exchange between old friends. So what's a rotten old cop like you doing in a joint like this? Believe me, it wasn't my idea. This is not how I expected things to end. What are you talking about, end? You're going to be out on the street raising hell before you know it. I don't know, Mike. The doctors aren't exactly tossing their hats up in the air over this one. Hey, my sons are doctors. They don't know nothing. (laughs) Now listen, you got to get yourself out of here, okay? Because we got a lot of lost time to make up for. Hey, you still have that stupid boat? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I hung on to it. We'll sink that damn thing, yeah. 
<laughs> hey, Artie, mm. remember the time you barbecued the bedroom <laughs> slumper? <laughs> I kept telling you, stuff always tastes better when you catch it yourself. <laughs> I just love seeing Martin when he's not in Frasier's world. He gets to really be himself, and it's super enjoyable. Yeah, and you can tell he's just a good guy and a good friend. Yeah. That's nice to see. It's nice seeing him interact with people outside of his sons, but also when he has those genuine moments with his sons. It's really nice. One of the great strengths of the series is the relationship that it shows between Martin and his two sons who differ from him. One of these differences is generational. So Niles and Fraser are baby boomers, and they expect to have open and emotional conversations with the people in their lives. Martin was raised in a time when men were not encouraged to share feelings, and because of that, he doesn't immediately understand why Fraser and Niles are dumbfounded when he suddenly invites them to Duke's for a beer. Here is a clip. Why in the hell didn't you at least tell me? I don't know. I, I guess... I guess maybe it was because when you invited me down to Dukes, it, it felt like we were finally getting closer. It was a momentous step. It was a beer! Not to me. It was validation. Finally, I was one of the guys you wanted to hang out with. I, I didn't want to spoil that. So you can hear in that clip the gap between the two of them, what Frazier needs and what Martin's able to provide. What's cool about this season is that Martin progresses over it, and by the end, he's able to listen to his sons when they're asking him to be more affectionate with them and to deliver it. Here's a clip from the classic episode, Breaking the Ice. Anyway, just because I didn't say it doesn't mean I don't mean it or feel it. Dad, Dad, that's exactly what we were saying. Absolutely. Yeah, well, you know, you can... My dad never said it, but I know he felt it. I mean, feeling is the same as saying it, isn't it? Dad, you don't have to say it. Well, did it ever occur to you that... Maybe I want to say it. You know, your mother used to get all over me about not saying stuff, too. Well, I can't say it if you're looking at me. Would it help you if we left? Just for that, I'm doing you second. I don't know why it's so hard. Dad, listen, you know you can say it. I heard you say it to Duke. Oh, that's different. I said I love ya. Ya. We take yeah. Yeah. Well, if I'm going to do it, I'll, I'll do it right. Frazier.
and I love you too. But I hate ice fishing. <laughs> well, it's the last time you'll have to come out and do that. <laughs> In that case, I really love you. Martin's willingness to change his behavior simply because his sons ask him to is pretty remarkable, and John Mahoney is such a gem of an actor that the moment totally lands. Really does. So lovely, their bond and John Mahoney's ability to show that bond. Mm -hmm. And also, you can't can't say it if you're looking at him. No. (laughs) And he blushes when you say it back to him. (laughs) I love how the show is continuously softening Martin's character. Way back in the pilot, Martin was a was a jerk. Like, he is a crotchety old jerk, but they've loosened him up and allowed him to be a fuller character much more than the caricature of an old man that they created at the outset. Absolutely. And it's nice to see that as early as season two, mm-hmm. where the, yeah, like you say, the edges are getting softened. He's having more fun. We're getting to see a little bit more of who he is as a person, not just who he is as a role in Fraser's life. Yeah. Our next segment is 1990s Nonsense, where we discuss the aspects of the show that have not aged as well as others. Reminder time, it's been 25 years since Frasier premiered and a lot has changed. Taryn, what nonsense do you bring? Mine is simply that in the episode Seat of Power, where Niles and Frasier confront their childhood bullies, Martin is telling them to stand up to them with violence. No, thank you. Barf. Yeah, that's not good. Lauren, what do you have? The nonsense I have comes from the episode Bearing a Grudge that you were talking about. At the beginning of that episode, Eddie has a a Barbie doll or a Barbie-like doll, and Martin hates that he has a doll, which makes zero sense in any of the ways. I don't know why a dog needs to have gender norms attached to its... Thing it's chewing on it's re- it's a real bummer it's gross yeah turning back to things we love about the show it's time that we recommend an episode for you from the second season. Lauren, what's your pick? My choice is Retirement is Murder, the episode that you talked about earlier, Taryn. I love this one. I love that Fraser thinks a monkey uh, shot a gun <laughs> and then, like, put on a disguise or something. Kept a disguise. <laughs> kept a Revolutionary War era George Washington disguise on to confuse people <laughs> and would like the police to follow up on that if there were any <laughs> other suspicious Revolutionary era uh, commit, uh, committed crimes mm-hmm. to look into. Yeah, that that's the one I choose. <laughs> Check that one out. Please do. Taryn, which episode do you recommend? I would like to recommend Breaking the Ice, the the classic, as you say. It is adorable because Niles gets really into ice fishing <laughs> and fish facts, way into it. Yeah. And and it's it's a bottle episode about their relationship. 
it's going to be good. It's going to be good for sure. That is where Niles is skinny Elmer Fudd. He gets uh, the the salesperson, certainly saw him coming. <laughs> it's all good stuff. By something called, I think, a hot buns. Uh, yeah, I think it's the hot buns, is it? Something like that. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Cafe Nervosa. Check out our other episodes. They're in Apple Podcasts and on Google Play. And on our website at cafenervosapodcast.com. On our website, Taryn also makes amazing episode recaps for each of our podcast episodes, and they include links, GIFs, and other observations, including how many times per episode we mention Lilith. You gotta check that out. Please also go right now and follow us on Instagram at Cafe Nervosa Pod. We'd like to thank Colette Jonas for composing our awesome theme music. We would love it if you would help us spread the word about our show by telling the Niles to your Fraser or the Daphne to your Martin about Cafe Nervosa. We like to end every episode with clips of our favorite jokes from this season based on our theme. Taryn, you are up. All you need to know here is that Niles and Fraser have dropped the car keys into an ice fishing hole and they're stranded on the ice for the night. Let's not panic. You know, we're going to be fine staying here all night. You know, the same thing happened to me and Duke about ten years ago. You dropped your car keys down the hole? No, we're not idiots. The car battery died. (laughs) But the three of us made it through the night just fine. You, Duke, and who? My old drinking buddy, Mr. James Beam. You're not the only one who went out and got some fishing supplies. Well, I never thought I'd end up yearning for the bed and bass. Lauren, you're up. All you need to know here is that Martin is the best. Artie always had to have the last word. Always. Couldn't leave well enough alone. Couldn't let sleeping dogs lie. (laughs) You'd think it was all over and then he'd start saying something again. (laughs)